This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. So also in that interview, and we'll get to some other, uh, we're going to go through some of the other things he talked about, but I, I, while we're talking defensive linemen, he did mention that now he was asked about Jalen Carter specifically. And while he was very careful not to say that he took Jalen Carter off the board because GMs don't want to speak in those terms publicly. I do think that what he said without saying it was they took Jalen Carter off the board. And the fact that he got something by moving down a spot for a player the Bears had no business or no interest in drafting because of some, you know, concerns about the dependability of things that we have established and talked about, I think was interesting. And this is how Ryan Poles explained it to the Bernstein and Holmes show on Friday on 670 The Score. I'll say this, and I might get to specifics about that, but I, I will say that our culture uh, is important. I'll say that we know where our, our, our roster is right now and, and where, what it can handle, what it can't handle. And I think that's part of, of being intelligent in this space is knowing your locker room and, and where it's at. And I'm happy we, we made the decision that we made. And, you know, specifically on Jalen, you know, I, I think he went to a fantastic place that has kind of like their cements dried and, and their foundation is, is what it is with a ton of leaders. So um, we love Darnell. He's going to help us. He's got grit to him. He's, he is dirty, tough, and I absolutely love him. So I'm, I'm pumped with the guy that we got. So that was Ryan Poles on the decision not to draft Jalen Carter, the decision to draft Darnell Wright. And, Dan, anything surprised you there? No, I did like the, the phrasing of the cement is dried in Philly. You know, the idea that the foundation is set there and that, they, that they're able to uh, – do things a little differently with their risk assessment. I think what the Bears did with Jalen Carter in the draft is took a very comprehensive risk assessment of what, what they thought they could take on and absorb. And this was the conclusion they came to. I think you were in agreement with it. I think I was in agreement with it. And and now you move forward understanding that that Jalen Carter is going to a situation with a bunch of former Georgia teammates and, and you know, obviously a, a championship culture already established in Philadelphia that gives him a, a better chance to, um, you know, get his feet on the ground with a lot of stability around him, not existent at house hall at this moment. And so, as we've talked about before, the time will come for the bears to maybe take a risk like that. But right now the risk assessment was that this, this cement is not dried and we don't want any uh, elephant footprints, you know, in our, in our undried cement that we can't get rid of years down the road because we were a little bit careless and a little bit reckless. Before we get on to some other things you said about the wide receiver room and the rotation there, I want, I want to ask you a question across my mind, and I, and I don't know if there's a parallel here, but, uh, you know, we, we're in the midst of here's looking at everything in Chicago through the Bears prism and, and risk-reward assessment because of draft picks. And the kinds of things that we're talking about that teams, when they can't count on players they've invested a lot in, 
when I have to say, I thought about the Jalen Carter dilemma, if you will, or the Jalen Carter decision when I'm processing what to make of this John Morant situation in Memphis with the NBA. And they're not apples to apples, certainly. And they're two very different situations and two different leagues and sports. But I do think it pertains to the maturity of a Mm -hmm. young athlete, the readiness to accept a lot more time and money and fame and fortune, if you will. And I think that Memphis, this is a crisis, a full-fledged crisis for the Memphis Grizzlies, the National Basketball Association, and John Moran's family. This is a 23-year-old young man who is showing some troubling behavior. And not that I want to put that on Jalen Carter, but I do think that there have been indications that Jalen Carter has some tendencies to make some irresponsible decisions or maybe to make some decisions that would be born of immaturity. And I do wonder if what, I wonder if it crossed your mind, if if it just reinforces this idea about how careful teams have to be when they're investing money time and resources in these young professional athletes. I didn't necessarily equate the two, but I will say the word that you use there that it gets underappreciated way too often is investment. People don't understand what you are investing if you're a general manager of a team uh, in in making some of these high profile decisions. You're investing your career future. You're investing a ton of money. You're investing a ton of time in someone. And it's not just the question of can they be an impact playmaker for a year or two. You want somebody that you're drafting in the top Top 10 of a, a draft in whatever sport it is to be a long-term difference maker for you for a decade, ideally. Like that's what that's what the, that return on investment is supposed to be when you make that. And so you have to, to check every box, answer every question. You have to find your own comfort level on what you're willing to do. And you have to understand what your organization can get its arms around. You know, and, and if, if maturity uh, issues occur, if off the field incidents pop up, how do you manage them? How do you handle them? Is the the, the player uh, player A, player B, player X, player Z able to meet you halfway and see eye to eye? Or does there become a, a, a butting of heads and trust and, and and issues that then creep into your locker room and create that? I mean, you've been in locker rooms where where the toxicity gets in and all of a sudden it's, it's really hard to clean up. You know, there's no amount of bleach that can come in and, and get some of that out. And so you have to be calculated with the investments you make um, and, and, and understanding, again, what, what the potential rewards are, which were very well documented, and what the potential risks might be. The Bears made a decision in this case that we'll all monitor for the next five, six, seven years and look back on this in 2030 and go, man, they really missed the boat on that one. Or, you know, they, they, they made that decision properly and, and, and were able to, to steer their boat in the direction they wanted to steer it. Really complicated. But again, I do think that that, that acknowledging this as a, a really, really huge investment for an organization and a lot of people involved in that organization is the best way to frame it. Also, I think it just to me, they are different sports and I'm not trying to force it. But when you talk about the Eagles having the infrastructure within their organization to to be confident that they have examples that that do things the right way in their locker room on their team uh, for for the young players to follow and to tell them you know how to how to behave as a professional that to me isn't isn't as obvious in memphis where they are different sports but you have the same dynamic in place and john morant has become you know the leader of that team in a way that jalen carter will never be asked to be in philadelphia and so you have nobody kind of showing the way. And I, again, it may, it may be a bit of a reach, but I do think it's a parallel into just the expectations, the enormous pressure, and, and just how, how young 
these these athletes are when they come into the respective yeah. leagues and and what uh how careful they have to be because they're they're growing up in front of us and it's it's a dangerous society that they're uh you know john Morant. that was a, it was a scary image of seeing him on instagram live waving a gun it's just not doesn't have any production again right again you know and so 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 yeah it becomes yeah. repetitive and I, I think you're right you know i mean these are you, you, these are guys in their in their 20s low 20s given a whole lot of money a whole lot of opportunity a whole lot of spotlight a whole lot of fame and and not everyone handles that the same way and not everyone has the support structure around them that they need to have and um you know every case is different uh, that's why all these teams do the, the the level of homework that they do on every case. And I can promise you that the Bears' decision on Jalen Carter going into the draft was <laughs> based on a lot of homework. This wasn't just, a, oh, well, we talked about it over lunch one day, and this is the right. decision we came to. This was months and months and months of discussion and homework and research and and, and legwork, you know, that goes into all that stuff that, that led them to make the decision they made. 